All right, so this Friday, March 18th, 2022, we're going to have a full moon in Virgo. We have some wild aspects to it. So let's talk about it. So, Mel, first and foremost, what do you think when you hear the words Virgo moon? Mm, when I think of Virgo moon, um, I was talking to you about it earlier. My son is a Virgo moon, so I see it in him. And I see someone who... Um, is very caring first off, very caring. Mind you, he's a Pisces sun. This is his full moon. So, but there's a practicality to his caring. He's willing to do the dirty work mm. is what I think with um, that Virgo is like, how can I tangibly be of service? And there's an emotional draw towards that type of service. Um, the practical things like hopping with dishes and, and that really feeds him, you know, what can I, what could I even do for him in a, on a practical level? Mm-hmm. So I think of that, I think of someone who needs order um, and desires like routine in the day to day, like what's happening today, who can't actually uh, look too far ahead. Yeah, I think oftentimes, and I think it helps like Granted, we're going to be using your son for a lot of the examples because he literally has this full moon placement in his chart too. But I think a big thing that helps when having your moon, when you have a full moon placement is your son's in opposition to the moon, right? And it's the polarity points. They help balance each other out in a dynamic if used right. And when I think of Virgo, I think of like the ritual master. I think Mm. of the one who there's a discipline to it. There's a, there's a consistency with it. And the thing, though, about discipline and consistency is it can sometimes remove the spirit from something because it becomes, we think, mundane. There's no spirit in it. And that's what I love about a lot of Virgos is if they have like a Pisces placement or if they really develop into Virgo. Virgo, yes, it's an earth sign, but you have to remember it's polarity point. So it's teaching you of to see spirit in the mundane, to see spirit in mm. the, the normal, I guess we could call it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also thinking about Virgo, the Virgin, mm. and the Virgin's idea of perfection is the result of purification. Wow. Right? So I was thinking about that and like how for them, the idea of per- perfection is the result of what can I purge? What mm. can I get rid of? Because it's all about purity. And so that's why I feel like Virgos are so good at seeing what's wrong, right? Because they want to purify. And I think it's less of like the, um, because yes, Virgo is considered the perfectionist, but I think it's less of like the, the Capricornian perfectionism, where it's more about like, what is the overall? And Virgo is more of like, ah, I never forgot. Austin Kopic, the best way he described it was Virgo is focused more on like the soil while Capricorn's more focused on the entire terrain. And so Mm. it's like that micro organism concentration. And I think it's interesting when you have the moon in Virgo, like we're about to have come up like collectively, not looking at it from a birth chart perspective, but collectively, I think it'll be really interesting. I think people will have a deeper awareness, a sense of things just clicking and understanding of their emotional patterns, of their emotional behaviors, because that Virgo, it puts a magnifying glass and makes things clear to see. Mm-hmm. And I think of like taking responsibility for our emotions yes, and being able to see our part, right? Because 
I do think Virgo is a very responsible sign. Mind you, we're also going to have an Earth Grand Trine um, oh, that same day. Um, so there is going to be that Earth. It's all Earth and water. And no, there is the air, right? There's that stellium in Aquarius. But when I think of Earth and water in particular, um, thinking about the Darby conversation we listened to and the, the water being the, the soul of the Earth. And how the water can help the earth become movable, right? It gives it form. If we think about like what water can do even to a rock, right? If it moves in that same pattern over and over and over, it slowly begins to change even the rock. And there's this softening that can happen with all the water that's taking place right now. Um, in areas that we maybe thought like, oh, for sure, that was a set in stone kind of a thing. So I think there's room for changes to take place. And I think that with the moon in Virgo, there is this awareness of like, what's my responsibility? Where do I need to change? What can I do um, to just make, make those changes? Like almost like coming up with a strategy or a plan. I think of Virgo very much a planner. Mm -hmm. What is um, the moon's dignity in Virgo? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know if it's anything, to be honest. If it's just because like it's ex it's at home in um, Taurus. No, in Cancer. Sorry, and it's exalted in Taurus. And then, what about how is it in Cancer? I mean, in um Pisces. Um, I don't think it has a dignity in Pisces either, but I know that. I imagine the moon would love to be in Pisces yeah. just because I think of the tarot, the tarot associated with Pisces is the moon. Right. So there's the reason I asked is because it's interesting that we have the sun in Pisces, which is in my opinion, I think can be a little difficult just because the sun wants identity. The, the sun wants substance. The sun wants, um, a label and Pisces is very opposite of all of that. It's the boundless. It's the, it's the territory that has never mm. been explored. Right. And mm -hmm. then the moon, you have the moon and that's very moon lunar energy. I feel like of kind of like emotions are there's thousands and millions of emotions while like there's very few, I guess, quote unquote identities. And so I feel like the moon's uncomfortable, the sun's uncomfortable in Pisces. And I feel like the moon being in Virgo, I don't know. I just think it's really fascinating that they're in opposition and that they're in signs of, because I wouldn't necessarily say the moon's comfortable in Virgo. I mean, and you can have pros and cons to anything. Like, I think it's good in the sense of it makes emotions more processable. I think the problem, though, with a lot of having Virgo moon energy is it can remove that emotional body from a feeling and turn it more into like an intellectual process, you know? Mm, well, I see in my my son in particular with the Virgo moon is that um, he can become critical of his emotions mm. and you know, they can be hard on themselves. Yeah. And that can, I mean, in with Pisces, that can be a thing too. So mm -hmm. they both kind of have that aspect of being critical where with Pisces, I feel it's like, I'm never giving enough with Virgo. It's like, I'm never perfect enough. Yeah. That's a hard combo. Mm -hmm. And so they both kind of have that, those aspects. Um, 
but in working with this moon and even just like as a collective, what we could potentially be feeling and even just leaning towards if say we were to be like in a meditation type state with a moon or something like that, or doing some sort of ritual on that day, I would say there's a lot of capacity here to look into our emotions and consider um where that Pisces is kind of like ungrounding us in a sense. And we may be feeling a little bit floaty. You know, I, I described that to you earlier. Like I've been feeling that big time with all these planets in Pisces right now. Um, just kind of like I'm in this state of surrender. I love that word that you used and kind of going with my day to day. And this Virgo full moon could really highlight, okay, you've been floating. Great. Awesome. But there's a sense of reality check. And what needs to get done? Like um, the, the visual I see with that is we're, th- we're floating in that Pisces, right? With our sun there. And we've kind of been just feeling things like kind of wandering along the path. This is the best way I can view it is imagine you're like walking through the forest with no intention, just really observing, feeling into it, kind of going wherever you feel. And then that Virgo moon is going to all of a sudden kick into you. And it's going to be like, okay, now from all the things you've explored, all the things you've seen in this forest, let's make something applicable. And so it's learning like, oh, okay, what plants are in the spores that I need to use? And like, this is the symbolism that translate to mm. it over this past month, what you've been kind of just feeling and wandering into through Pisces season, this Virgo moon is kind of like that closing factor of, okay, from everything you've just experienced and witnessed, what from that experience of surrender and just being, can you make applicable to what you need? I love that analogy. And I like saw that visually. And then I saw, oh, it's time to get practical and and consider what it is we've gained from this experience or what we've noticed while we're in the forest. Because let's say the sun is setting, Mm. right? Because Pisces is like the ending, how we had mentioned prior, right? So the sun is setting. So it's like, okay, get your stuff together, right? Get set up. I'm thinking about you on your vision quest, right? Like how you would probably prepare right. for when the sun sets. Right, exactly. And I think a really beautiful thing too, like another just kind of thing I see with it is when we have Virgo energy really prominent, especially with the moon, like the moon symbolizes our comfort. And so it's finding comfort within the structure. I think of like the dialogue of like, when you move from Pisces into Virgo, it's like you move from being like in your 20s and 30s, just kind of wandering around, traveling the world, doing your thing. And now you're realizing like, okay, now I need to have like a sense of, I wouldn't say permanency, but a purpose, like a mission that's long term that needs some type of like micro goal setting. It's not just being, it's not just the rock and roll scene anymore. It's more of like the, okay, what am I moving into? And that moon it has the nurturing qualities. It represents the mother, right? It's in, comfortable in the house of cancer. So having that in Virgo, it's like, okay, what are you mothering and nurturing? For some reason, I think of like milk when I think of the moon in Virgo. I don't know why, but hmm. I think of it as, because Virgo, like Virgo is really sustaining. I guess I could also say that in Taurus, but Virgo to me is more of like the, Taurus is more, in my opinion, I feel like Taurus is this, it's the senses while Virgo is the actual materials. And so like Mm. the actual milk, right? That's interesting because I also think that there's something to that with the milk because Virgo to me is a lot more associated with health. 
right? Mm -hmm. Where like, I would say Taurus is the physique. Mm -hmm. I would say Virgo is more like the internal health of the body. And so milk being nutrients then makes me think, could this moon be highlighting potentially like um, what's actually of nutrients in my life? Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. Right. Like what's actually feeding me um, and is good for me in this moment. And I loved what you said earlier, you mentioned the word micro and I was like, yes, because I do think micro with Virgo, right? Like what can I do today? Well, in one of the classes we're taking, um, you know, her name better than I do. What's her name? The one that's teaching the Laura. houses. The, oh, no, Darby. The, um, Dar- no, the, um, <laughs> the one with the history of the houses and. Oh, Demetra. All that. Yes. She says, um, I think it's Demetra. Maybe it's not. No, uh, it's whole, Amaya. But, oh my God, we have so many classes. <laughs> I know. We need, we need to chill out. <laughs> I know. But, um, Amaya, what she talks about, and I thought this was fascinating, is as the evolution of astrology happened, it moved from the hands of the Egyptians into the Greeks, that Hellenistic. And the Egyptians viewed the divine as something that was unfixed, unpredictable, sometimes ugly, constantly changing. And I think of that as more of a water attribute, like Pisces, right? Mm. Kind of always changing. And then you have the Hellenistic era move in where the Greeks come in and the Greeks defined the divine as something that was fixed, beautiful, predictable, constant. And Mm. I think of that as the complete opposite of Pisces, which is what? Virgo. And so there's something to that, that sense of fixed perfection that is found within Virgo and having the moon there. It's almost like this dueling forces because the moon, just the visual I see is like the, the visual I get is like Virgo is the man that's like sitting down at like the wedding that doesn't want to dance. And like the moon is like this super fun woman that's just just trying to like get him up to dance and have fun. Mm. And it's like this, tango between the two of them of like learning how to have fun and let and also let go but then also learning like when is too much enough like poking the bear Mm. I think part of what Virgo needs needs to or could learn from Pisces is humility Mm. Um, because Virgo to me is so um, you know has these ideals of this you know, and wants to be perfect and, and experience this purification. And they're, and they're really good at it. That's the thing about Virgo is like, they're good at getting shit done. Yeah. And they are good at ritual, like you said, and routine and, and getting those things in order and being very meticulous. And in that there's a lot of ego. Yeah. And they can learn from Pisces, humility, compassion. Like if it's not for connection, if it's not in service, if it's not beneficial to the other, then what's the point? Well, and I think it's fascinating too that Virgo rules over surgeons and doctors, mm-hmm. right? And those are the most egoic people that a lot of people come across is because they think they're saving lives and they're these, they have the hands of God and they're doing these crazy things. And I love mm-hmm. that you said that, that, Virgo needs to learn humility from Pisces. Cause again, Pisces is very like, is the complete opposite. And it, I think of it too, in the way of like, um, I wouldn't say Virgos are stoic, but it's more in like the chin up nose in the air type of approach sometimes. Mm. Well, if you think about even the tarot, the tarot for Virgo is the hermit. 
see so it's like the crossovers of the whole like i've done my studies i've i know more than you kind of mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. having the moon in that it's like my emotions i have emotional control over you like i have more emotional control than you i've mastered what i feel mm. it's limiting when you believe that because you're limiting yourself to feel in a container or in a stream of consciousness you're not allowing yourself to pour into other avenues because of and really what it boils down to is it's not necessarily that you're prideful you're fearful you're fearful of pisces the boundless mm-hmm. there's something to what you said right now about um mastering the emotion so just want to touch on that because i'm thinking about yeah. the moon in virgo and what would that even look like you know so virgo mm-hmm. moons may have a tendency of of coming across as though they've mastered emotion but in actuality what does that look like like to you what does that mean or what does that look like the like what it means to master emotion mhm <laughs> i mean personally i don't believe i mean both you and me we're the wrong people to ask cuz we're both sad moons so we're like <laughs> there's always more to learn always more to feel right that's true but i don't necessarily think you can master emotions i think you can i personally don't believe mastery is a thing in general i think that's very that's very virgo the sense of like mastery having complete authority over something and there's always something more to learn and i think that's part of the virgo moon is virgos they want everything to make sense they want everything to have a purpose not even a purpose they want everything to line up every puzzle piece fit and they get really frustrated when there's all of a sudden random pieces that occur, like appear and the puzzle's already complete and they're like well where the hell do these go and that's very pisces so it adds things that aren't part of the vision part of the goal and so i don't necessarily think emotional mastery is a i mean do you think it's achievable hmm when i think of mastery of emotions i don't think it's about dominating the emotion i think of what would it look like when i think of mastery i think of honoring that thing of that thing that we're trying to master being in its full expression. So with emotion I would say that it would look like someone who's learned to feel. Mm. Like not a big it's not this big profound thing, right? It's just like, oh, you you've learned how to let yourself feel. Yes. And um I kind of think of my friend, I have a friend who um mentioned to me like the goal isn't overcoming that thing right like getting or always having that perfect response or perfect reaction it's about the time it took to get to that response this time is shorter than it was last time that's beautiful i love that that's really i love good. that right like okay so maybe last time you blew up on your mom <laughs> and it took you 5 seconds to get there right maybe next time it took you 1 minute i mean like it was shorter right so i would say like you didn't like you you were able wait i mean i think i'm getting the time confused there but you get what i'm saying you get what <laughs> i'm saying. saying um yeah so it just takes you a shorter amount of time to get back to center and say like oh hey sorry i reacted that way and you're quicker to catch yourself in that well and something i always say and you can back me up on this is right relation is working with something not for something and 
same goes with emotions. You need to learn to work with your emotions, mm -hmm. not for them. And I think, and I'm huge on dialogue and words and language and what they are assigned to. And I think the word with is more of a Pisces word, while the word for is more of a Virgo concept. Like Virgo is I work for something. I work for the people. I work for medicine, whatever it is. I do this ritual for blank. It's not, I do this ritual with, well, that's more of a Pisces concept. And I think that's what the moon moving into Virgo is really here to teach us is it's merging the with and the for. It's like, can you work with something for a purpose? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. The words that kept coming up for me too, and they coincide with those are, um, I think of inclusion and exclusion. Yes. So you know, Virgo is exclusion, like, again, going back to that purification, like what needs to be taken out? Well, Pisces is always concerned with like adding. And I thought of that because you mentioned with Pisces, the extra puzzle pieces. And I'm like, oh, of course, that's very Pisces. Like Pisces is always looking to, to bring in the other. Um, we mentioned in the Pisces episode talking about how Pisces is concerned with like the worldly matters, not just about here it's like the big picture right so there's that aspect and i think that maybe even this moon can be part of that is like what have you been including that needs to be excluded mm. oh damn so like almost like a inventory check totally yes yes wow. I can see that for sure and that we can get into the sabian symbols too about this because i find them so fascinating so the sun will be at 28 degrees in pisces the moon will be at 28 degrees in virgo um it's like 27 point something but um with the sabian symbols so the sabian symbol for that sun is the picture of a garden in full bloom under a full moon for the sun right for the sun and I just thought, oh my gosh, it's kind of amazing that it's actually the picture of this full moon is in it. And right. I thought like there's this abundance, right? Because the garden is fully, like it's ripe, it's ready. And my first thought when I saw that Sabian symbol was like, hmm, why under the moon and not under the sun? Hmm. Yeah. So I feel like this is an internal abundance versus external abundance mm. i think a thing too is also it's like um like we keep talking about the sun setting with pisces mm -hmm. like you're moving into that surrender the next cycle is about to become and having that garden there i mean i would consider you need all of the earth signs to cultivate a garden you technically need all the signs but the earth signs you need the taurus the seeds you need virgo the discipline of showing up and ripening and like being consistent to the growth of it and then Capricorn, the actual bloom, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's fascinating that it's literally of a garden and it's in opposition to what? Virgo. So again, it's even more emphasis on the discipline of how did that garden get to be in its full bloom, you know? Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's something to that for sure. And when I think of the moonlight on the garden, I think of like, it's our intuition that's teaching us that. So I feel like that could be the element of the, the Pisces Virgo is like trusting our intuition to give us the practicality exactly. that we need to 
grow this type of garden that we desire. And I think there's an element of desire with that Sabian symbol as well. Exactly. I think it's beautiful too, because I think of the word like simplicity when I think of Virgo, mm. right? I don't think of necessarily complex systems. That's like the shadow expression of Virgo is it can get very complex and like dissect until mutilation, right? But that, and it's like simplest, and which is funny, in its most simplest pure form, I really believe Virgo is, it's the simple way of how things are. I was, um, one of our, one of our friends, Robert, he was talking about how like, there's this system, I don't remember the name of how like the ancients used to farm. And it's so simple. There's like the three things, I think it's like beans, squash and corn. And they cycle together and they create the perfect soil for each other. Like the corn grows, which allows the beans to have a vine to grow. And then the squash like makes the like soil fertile and it all works together in the cycle. Mm. Think of that with Virgo because it's simple. It's like these three components that lead to, I would say like growth or abundance or not even abundance, which is interesting. That's also in opposition to Jupiter, the moon, when we talk about abundance, mm -hmm. touch on in a minute. But I just thought there was something to that in the sense of simplicity and being opposition to a sign that's all about like forgetting everything in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like uh Pisces is always looking for the other, what's on the other side, right? Like the other mm -hmm. realms. Yeah. And Virgo is like, but what's right in front of you? Right. And what are you doing with that? I love that. I, I what came up as you were talking about that was even the symbols. And I was thinking about how the Pisces symbol ultimately um, looks like an H, mm -hmm. right? Which is the number eight in Hebrew and is the infinity symbol. Um, and so it's that infiniteness, right? That all, the uh -huh. all. And then thinking about Virgo symbol being the M that contains the fish and it's like the fish comes from the Virgo that then breeds the infiniteness wow, or swims in the infiniteness. That's beautiful. It's like, that's what I love about the polarity points. It's like Pisces cannot exist without Virgo. We do not know boundless if we know what bounded is. We do not know mm. like what spirit is without knowing what, that's the thing, which is maybe and that's a whole nother topic. But like, if, I don't necessarily think Pisces is spirit. I think it's the, I think it's the uncontained spirit. While Virgo, there's a container for the spirit and mm -hmm. people don't like containment because it's been demonized, right? It's been, it's, and it's also been really misused, but when it comes to spirit work, it's really interesting thing about Virgo because it's in the ritual, like it's ritualist and rituals are all about creating a container, a physical expression for spirit. Ooh, that makes me feel like, it makes me think of altars. Yes, yes. Right? So like creating, that's kind of what this point actually could be. This full moon is like, what kind of container can we create to better or to more fully experience spirit? And I think of, yeah, an altar, like having our altar be in alignment with us, with our ancestors and kind of going back to that inclusion and exclusion, like what do we need to take out? What do we need to add in so that we can have this setup 
for spirit to meet us here. Yeah. I think of the, um, I think of when I think of altars, again, that's, that's perfect, Mel. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna start using that. Like altars are a very Virgo concept because not only is it tangible, it's physical, but it calls in its counterpoint of Pisces, the spirit realm. And you need to be consistent with your altar. There's upkeep, there's discipline with it. You know, mm-hmm. you can have your dead ass flowers on there for months on end. You know, you got to change your flowers, give your offerings. Bring in food, yes. Food, mm-hmm. the water, you know, the candle, like all of those. And that's very, and having the moon in that, it's all, especially a full moon. It's like illuminating the altar. So you're able to see it fully. There's no mm-hmm. blind spots. So it's almost like, where do you need upkeep on your altar? Ooh, I love that. Ooh, this excites me for the I know, moon. I'm like, damn, we got to reflect on this shit when we're yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> we got work to do. Now I'm like thinking about my altar. I'm like, definitely, I, I know. Um, because in that Pisces, you get caught up in the, you know, the spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. Just encountering spirit um, out there. That it's like, what have you been doing to sustain those experiences exactly how like have you been doing the rituals have you been doing the upkeep i love that you use that word yeah that's great and so then the moon on the polarity is that that 28 degrees virgo it's so interesting because the sabian symbol is um the statement is a bald man claiming his power Mm. which i find just so funny but a thought that did come in was like, and I mentioned this to you, was, you know, a bald man can't let his hair down, right? The, the whole saying of like, let your hair down, let loose, have fun. But this Virgo Sabian symbol is about, okay, we're here to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an element of, I'd say like commitment, like no other way kind of mentality. Mm. But I think it's interesting too. So was, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, you were the one that was telling me literally like before this, you were talking about how the Egyptians didn't want a written language because they wanted to keep it through verbal, right? They wanted to keep it that way because you explained it better than me. Can you explain Well, <laughs> yes. Um, I was reading, I'm reading this book and the guy mentions how I believe it was Pharaoh Thamus who had an encounter with Thoth where Thoth was saying to him that um, to bring in writing and the king refused and said, no, we don't need writing. Um, That will result in the people being dumb. Basically. He's like, if they don't, if they learn writing, then then they won't have to memorize. And if they don't memorize, then they're always, and then if they don't know it internally, they will always look externally. Mm. And the reason I wanted you to share that is, that's exactly a Virgo moon is it is internal memorization of something. It's not, there's like rituals, for example, like you were saying, if rituals weren't written down, the only way you would remember it is by repeating it. And so having a moon there, it's like asking you, it's like, what emotion do you want to cultivate? Do you want to cultivate success, love, whatever those, whatever term. And it's like, okay, now, what is the routine? What is the muscle memory in the nervous system, which is Virgo, that you need to almost imprint into you so that you do not forget what this feeling is? Mm, wow, I love that. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the muscle memory, like the habitual, right? The exactly. habit that sustains that emotion. And I do think of, you know, um, it's kind of like the new agey manifestation type um, mentality and how it's not through visualization that we manifest per se, but through that emotional memory, what you're saying, that muscle memory of being able to feel that emotion and then um, create the habits that then allow that emotion to continue to be cultivated and experienced and ultimately letting that emotion, it only attracts more of itself, right? That's how it works. Exactly. I think of, because when people say like emotion, like that emotional imprint, think of it as something that's like long-term as well. Like think of families that come from athletes more common than not their children are athletes and it's more than just their parents being athletes. There's that imprint in them and their nervous systems and their beings that is something about athleticism. Same thing with successful families. Now, granted, there's systems that uphold that too, but there's this mentality of survival. There's this mentality of conquering. And that having the moon here, it also could be telling us to reflect on what emotions are in our nervous system that have been passed down that aren't serving, right? That, like you mm. said, that upkeep you need to purge. Yes. What habits are fueling the wrong emotions? Um, like those things that we just do, like not even consciously, it's all habitual. It's all muscle memory that are keeping us in the same loop. Exactly. And that's Virgo. It likes its loops. It likes its repetitions. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's something else with that image. It's like, um, I was looking it up real quick just to kind of refresh my memory. It's, um, a man and it's uh, he's actually claiming power is what it's about it's ultimately about power um so there's something to that when you think about both of those images then coming together what is it that you see yeah right so, so go ahead well i'm just thinking he this man is honing the will to exceptional levels in other words he's um got extreme willpower and then across from this extreme willpower, um, this ability to claim, take charge, is this garden that's abundant. And it's lit, illuminated by this full moon. So when I think of both of these symbols together, I think of here's the opportunity to use your will to experience greater abundance, but it's internal. It's about stop focusing on what externally has taken place and go inward because I think of the moon and I think inside. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, like what do I internally, what do I need to, what do I need to do to experience that internal abundance? Mm. And that goes back to what you just said. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think the quote that pops up for me that weaves those two images together is if there's a will, there's a way. Mm, yes that's literally it like he has this will this dire need to have something and when you have that what does it lead to it leads to the garden of it maybe not necessarily a good garden but it leads to the it you know when people say like 
I'm going to be successful or like I'm going to be something. There, there's no room for the, the contrary. When you have that, it leads, it's just like, it's such a prominent like declaration. Mm. I think that there's something to that too. Um, the quote, when you look up that Sabian symbol, it actually says when, when we have the better hand, we should play it. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. right? Like if you have the tools, why haven't you been using them? That's kind of what I see with this moon. Right. I think of an instance. Well, okay. Let me be very blanket with this. So no one knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> I think of an instance where something happened to someone in the spiritual work and they've had many years of experience and tools given to them. And this individual during this bad experience, they didn't call on any of their tools. Mm. And I was talking to someone about it and they were like, well, they should have, they have all the tools. I don't feel bad for them. They have all the tools. They knew exactly what to do and they didn't use any of it. And so they allowed this bad medicine to come into them. And I think of that with Virgo, right? Of Virgo gives you the tools, but it's easy to stay in. It's easy not to use the tools because that requires you to pick them up and use them. Mm -hmm. People don't, we're lazy, you know, we don't want to use the tools necessarily. We like, we want things just to be handed to us. Hence the whole manifestation movement of it will be given to you without the work. And that's, you're literally ignoring a whole sign in the Zodiac of Virgo when you do that. Mm. Wow. Which yeah. is interesting too. Last thing, which is interesting too, that a lot of manifestation work is for the physical, right? Money, things like that. And Virgo rules over the sixth house of your day to day. It's so like your lifestyle, your your home, things like that. So it's fascinating that the manifestation work has less emphasis on the actual house that rules over what you're trying to manifest and more on the complete opposite, which is Pisces, which is 12th house where things go to die. Mm. It's interesting. There's something else to that um, that I think of with um, with what you were just saying, like how Pisces really wants... Pisces is manifesting through concern for the other mm. where i think virgo can manifest out of trying to outdo perfect and perfect. i think of with this man this image too of this man that's like exerting will who doesn't know how to let down his hair because he's got none like he doesn't even have that ability right um there's like a need to remember what's the word I'm looking for. There's a need to remember that we can't, we can win and we can dominate and experience that like power um, over our emotions, over the other, but in that experience, complete loss of, of joy. Mm, yeah. And I think of with Pisces, there's joy. Right. So like there's that aspect with this, too. I mean, there's just so much potential with this moon that's coming in. And I, I do think there's an element of that. Like, don't forget. First, yes, take responsibility, use your tools, but don't ever let, forget that it's all for joy, that there's got to be joy in the process of that, because I think Virgo can totally forget the fun. Right. It's all about finish. It's about all about doing the job getting mm -hmm. it done. And 
I think of like the really cheesy quote that's from like the Avengers when Thanos kills the whole world <laughs> and um, his, the daughter asks him, she's like, was it worth it? And I think of that a lot within this. Cause like he literally killed his whole family, half the universe, like crazy shit to finish his goal. And his goal was to do that. And, but he lost everything in its course. And I think Virgo mm. is very much in that is, just as much as Pisces is sacrificial for the other, Virgo is sacrificial for themselves. They're willing to be, they're willing to sacrifice a lot of things. Like how I'm trying to put it is Pisces, they have that martyrism because they sacrifice themselves for others. Well, Virgo, they're willing to sacrifice the other. They're willing to push you into the fire to get their goal. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I can also see like a little bit of Libra and Aries in that, right? Where there's the, the one that's like, desiring to merge with the other while Aries is like wanting nothing but independence and like you know that desire for freedom so even that there's something to that like how all the signs inevitably bleed into one another um but yeah I think there's a lot of potency in this moon um in these placements do we want to touch quickly on any of the other aspects happening I mean basically the moon is going to be opposite. Uh, Mercury, Jupiter, Neptune are all close to the sun of Pisces. Yeah. I think something that's really big personally that I've set, I've seen just from like charts is anytime the moon is in opposition to Neptune, people oftentimes disassociate from that sign of the moon and begin to identify with whatever Neptune's in. So for an example, the moon right now is, well, when we talk about this, the moon is going to be in Virgo and Neptune's going to be in Pisces. And so there can be a tendency to disassociate, because that's Neptune, it's an opposition, from its counterpart, Virgo, and move deeper into the Pisces. So there will be people, there will be a sense of wanting to not implement, not wanting to see through the Virgo tendencies and qualities and continue to be in the flow of Pisces. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Pisces energy is so strong. Yeah. You know, and Jupiter is pretty, it's getting ready to conjunct Neptune. So, which I think could be beautiful, like highlighting our ability to really dream and envision. And then like that Virgo moon being okay, great vision, beautiful. What's one thing you can do today to man- to bring that vision to fruition? What is that vision going to require of you? Because I do think there's an element of sacrifice with both those signs. Mm. It's like, what do I need to sacrifice to experience that? And being mindful of that. Um, but also that just gives it, there's a lot of room also for illusion in this. You know, because ultimately with that ability to imagine, it's also like controlling your imagination. Like, what are you envisioning? I love that having some rain yes some sense of hold on the vision so it doesn't just go fanatic yes absolutely and we'll just quickly touch on like the other um stellium that's taking place at the same time um is Mars Saturn and Venus Venus yes all in Aquarius right now. And that's just like a big thing that a lot of astrologers are talking about because Venus is in between Saturn and Mars, which is a very interesting place. She's between two malefics and 
um, you know, you think of Saturn being like this restrictive uh, planet and Mars being aggressive, this drive. I honestly think it's kind of beautiful. I, I know that it's probably not comfortable for Venus, but I do think there's something nice about the fact that Venus will be passing over all these planets and eventually be in front of all of them. And in a way, I see that as she's like softening them. Absolutely. I think of it as like the, um, I don't know why, but I think of it as like visitations from Mary. Mm. Like when Mary would visit the children or when people are in their final hour, she comes with like the fragrance of rose. And it's interesting too that a lot of people have been experiencing Mary, hearing a lot of stories of people feeling her and things like that. But I view that with that thing of Venus right now. It's like she's doing her rounds of like blessing these areas or softening these areas where like the fragrance of rose is needed. Mm -hmm. That's very beautiful. If you think of it, it's like, she's really going over all of these, like, cause let's just be real. These are some hard ass fucking placements that we're seeing. Well, and and eventually Mars and Saturn will conjunct in April, which we'll have to do another podcast. on. That's a whole nother subject. But I do think for now her being in between them as this is all taking place is there may be, um, there's some shifts taking place in relationships i think this goes back to that including and excluding what do we need to cut out even in regards to our relationships Um, Mm. i mean especially with mars and saturn you know she's in between these two and there may be like okay venus like um reality right (laughs) and what needs to be cut out from the relationships well and okay i don't mean to keep going on about this but i just thought of this so i was telling i was telling you about this how i recently just had this massive shift within how i view love and what i want from love and even realize this mel i have that jupiter i mean i have that mars venus conjunction happening in my ninth house over uranus wow like you can't make this up that's why transits are so well, okay, like, let's explain that real quick, because Uranus, <laughs> they're like, what does that even mean? Um, so Mars is this, like, our desires, right? Like, that is the core of our desires. It's also our will. It's our, our willpower to, like, go after something. And it's it's really close to Venus and relationships, and not just relationships, but it's our essential needs. It's the things that we we need in this life to thrive. But I also think of Venus sometimes can be really about like, it can be a bit superficial, right? Like mm-hmm. the beauty type things. And then for it to be over your Uranus, which is very like, aha. Like I think of that lightning bolt awareness is mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, yes. A shift in, in what I'm wanting. And in particular, what I'm not just what I want, but what I want in my relationships and what I need from my partners. Damn, that's I just thought that'd be I think not that I thought I know that's going to be very beneficial because it's just it shows people that like transits that one girl starseed water or something. I don't know, remember her name. She posted something. She's like, transits don't change your life. They're just like, oh, what was the word she used? I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was so brilliant the way she worded it. Yes. Um, but it just has something to do with like, it's more about the potential that they open. Exactly. You know, like that's how I see it. Yes. 
there's an opportunity with these transits and and maybe we'll make a podcast on that like just the houses um we could go through the houses that are being illuminated because there's so many planets right now in Pisces and so wherever Pisces is on your wheel there's obviously a lot being lit like for you Pisces in the 10th house which is your career Mm -hmm. um for me it's in my 12th house which has a lot to do with like a lot of healing honestly happening and me becoming aware of a lot of subconscious stuff that I didn't even know was there there's a lot happening in that for me so maybe we can do that that. next next time everyone so those are some insights regarding this moon and um what's taking place this friday yeah all right we'll talk to you guys soon